Blended. Welcome to Marketing Blend, where I give you everything you need to know in the digital marketing world. And sometimes it's a lot of stuff. Not gonna lie. Anyways, I'm your host, Brad Deister, and let's get on with it. All right. Facebook has been in the news and not really in the best of light, but they have gone against, well, the ad blockers because, well, most people use ad blockers nowadays, and that's mainly because of advertisers and marketers' fault for having terrible ads, plus the publishers as well because they allow them. But for the most part, it's a little disconcerting when I'm reading something and then in the middle there's this video that opens up and I'm just like, you just broke my concentration on your beautiful content for an ad. Really? That's what that's what you're going to give me, an ad? But yes, they have decided to say, nope, we're not going to have ad blockers stop us because that's where we get most of our money. So any of you using ad blockers, you'll still see our ads because we're going to put it inside our news feed. Woo! Uh, so this should be an interesting little play in seeing if uh, the ad blocker companies don't come out against it and, and basically still block the ads that need to happen because Facebook gets paid through that. Yes, they do. They, if you didn't know, they get paid through ads. Uh, now, for a business standpoint, of course, Facebook wants to protect uh, its revenue and protect all its money makers. So that's why they're doing it. On the other hand, it's kind of our fault for making ads terrible. I'm not kidding about that. It's really our fault for making ads really, really bad, awful, terrible, and just unbearable that people actually force or got pushed into using ad blockers. But Facebook has said that they're going to uh, allow consumers, the users, to say if they don't want to hear from a certain uh, brand or company. So that's the other end of it, because they've been testing this out for years, and this is what they came up with, is letting the users tell them that they don't want to, you know, see it, because that's Facebook for you. We're going to give you an algorithm that basically says that this is what you want to see, but we don't really know much about ads, so we're going to allow you to have input back into this. It's really a weird decision on Facebook's part because most of the time they don't allow users that type of feedback. Most of the time they don't care. That's right folks, they don't really care. Uh, but this is just kind of a way for people that are upset about this and actually run to ad blockers to kind of have a voice in it. So it is kind of a happy medium. I wish they would do this with all their products, but it's only going to be the ads. And so that's what we're left with, just that. However, on the other side, there is some new video metrics coming out. Yes, there's a lot of new interesting video metrics. One is to be able to see the demographics for who watches your actual video. So it could be uh, 13 to 17, 18 to 24, 25 to 34, 35 to 44, and so on and so forth. So you can see that not a nice little graph. And then below you can also see which country is and city as well. Uh, so you can see city and country that is viewing it. So let's say if you're doing more of a worldwide thing and you kind of want to see the geographic location of which countries are the most, you can see that. Or you can go down to a little bit more finite and just see the major cities in the United States or wherever you're at. 
because that's going to happen. Also, for live video, because it is one of the more popular things you know, coming out of social media, it, it's going to allow uh, you to see metrics for that as well. It's going to allow you to see reactions, comments, and shares. It's also going to allow you to see specific uh, reactions as well. So if you point on, let's say, the like button, it'll show you a graph of where most of your likes came from with wow, love, etc., etc. It'll allow you to show that so you can see that. It'll also sh show you the sharing effect and how and where it was shared on and how when it was when the sound was off and when it was on too. Gives you a little bit of a graph and the percentages of that. It also shows you uh, page owner and shared and how many uh, times it was shared as well. Plus, with video views, a nice little graph for that as well. So it's giving you a lot more things. Now, the last one, which is still being more in development, and a lot of people really, especially brands, haven't done this quite yet, is the 360 development. Now, if you're wondering what that is, and you're going, what the heck is 360? Is, is that the new console for Facebook? Facebook 360? I mean, Microsoft already did one. No, no, no. It is 360 camera angle, which basically means is that if you're on a phone, you push your finger and you move it around left or right, and you can see all the way around, all the way around. It became uh, the first feature through Star Wars before Episode Seven came out, and so they have started to slowly bring this out. Now, uh, it hasn't really been used quite as much as people want because it's really expensive and there's not very many cameras that are equipped for that. It's not like $30,000. So unless you build a custom rig for that, you really won't see too many of that. The cool thing is, is that they will also have heat maps for this. So you know, what heat maps are, if you're kind of new to marketing, is that it's, a, it's basically an analytics on the screen showing you where people are clicking or touching the most. So you can see where people are looking at the most for the 360 view. Uh, so that's the thing to look into. Like I said, however, there's not very many 360-view cameras yet because they are very expensive and they've not come down in price. So you're really only going to see, let's say, uh, really big companies use that. Now, for the heat maps, will only be available for 360 video that have 50,000 views or more. Uh, so if you got a 360 video and had 100 views, you won't get that. So it has to have a significant amount of data points to show it. Also, the thing is, it will also show you where people are looking at it from Link, Android, watch it on VR, or from your site, so you can see all those different types of things. Like I said, this is very interesting indeed. Very, very interesting. Now, on the Twitter front, there are going to be open moments to everybody. Yay! Now you're wondering what the heck is moments is. It is the feature that uh, Twitter launched about last year or so. It allowed people to see moments, mainly news, important news updates and stuff, and only a certain amount of people could actually create moments. It usually was top uh, publishing or some brands, not very many. Well, since Instagram has its stories and Snapchat has its stories before Instagram because Instagram just copies stories from Snapchat, uh, they have decided to open up to everybody. Yay! I'm kind of worried about this, but... I could see a very interesting thing coming out of this for brands and creating interesting news specifically for them to try to gain awareness. So this could help brands a lot. For normal people, I don't know. 
Usually Twitter's a lot for sharing a lot of links. Uh, also, surveys are a huge thing. But beyond that, not so much of anything else. So we'll see what that actually comes out about and if this actually will work or not. But the open version of Moments, it's going to be an interesting shocker. Shocker indeed. All right. Now there's news on the new AdWords redesign. Yes, AdWords was, or the new redesign for AdWords was announced about last March, and it was going to get a major facelift and make it easier for people to read. Let's be honest, if you don't really know your way around AdWords, you can get lost and completely confused and whatnot. Well, today they've said that, well, it's coming out for most users. Not everybody's going to get it quite yet, but eventually we'll roll out to everybody but yes, it is getting a significant facelift, which is great because it actually needed one because when they created the last redesign, it was before mobile was really that popular. And since then, it has taken off. So it'll be a great thing to see AdWords become a better interface, a lot easier to well, use for a lot of people because, like I said, Google stuff is great, but sometimes it can be just so difficult for people to actually, you know, get around and use and do all the other fun stuff that you, know, you need to do in marketing. So if you haven't checked AdWords, you might want to check AdWords to see if there's anything new in store for you. Now you might have to wait maybe next week for it to all roll out, but right now, yes, for most users, you can, you can finally do it. It's taking about over a year for them to fine-tune it, and so should be interesting to see how well the more global rollout will, will shape it and how people will use it because that's what it's all about. Now there's an interesting thing going on where people are actually, well, they're likening Pokemon Go to social network for augmented reality, which is interesting to look at. However, this is not really the first game that hasn't done that. QuizUp did this as well, where it kind of made its own social network when it was popular way back in a couple of years ago, and it just really didn't really go anywhere. I mean, I haven't heard it in the news in a while, so it's interesting to see that. Also, Pokemon Go has made about $200 million, yes, $200 million in-game for that. It's quite a bit. They're also going to be doing some new features as well. Uh, it should be interesting for location tracking and more for marketing purposes. But for it to be likened to a social network is interesting because it does have a very social network-like features to it with, let's say, chat, a way to engage with users, a way to you know battle it out. But it's more like a multiplayer than a social network because a multiplayer still allows you to chat and do all those things as before and battle each other out so I think they don't really and this is where I'm like reading something from uh, direct marketing news is I don't think they really understand multiplayer or gaming in that res retrospect because you could technically say multiplayer gaming was kind of the first social networks before Facebook if you're gonna go that route uh, because a lot of games had like chat features you could have friends you play against friends and all this other stuff. So, in that way, I guess you could say multiplayer was the first. Multiplayer games were the first uh, social networks. I don't really know. Uh, do I think it's really a social network? Eh, I think it's more of a multiplayer game type of a format than an actual social network. 
I don't because the problem is is how long will people stay on it? How relevant will will it be? Is the other question to ask uh, because games go pretty quickly. Even the most popular games after two years, no one's really on it. Facebook and Twitter have, want to be you know, more of a longevity and they're not going to create a new social network every two years because the other one's old. So you have that as well. So I don't think it really is a social network in disguise. I think it's just a multiplayer game. They use the best features for multiplayers from traditional games, i.e. PC games and console games, and use it in those and kind of put an augmented reality over it. Do I think it's social network? No. No, unless you can do other things with it. And if you can share it, games have been doing that as well for a while. You can share your videos and stuff online. So I don't really think it's right to say that. But it is interesting, and Pokemon Go is a very big thing in marketing. Uh, people talking about it a lot because, well... It made a lot of businesses a lot of money to be a pokey stop. So people could, you know, catch their Pokemon and be like, Ooh, I want to buy that. Wait, hold on. All right, got it. All right, I'm going to buy that. Thank you, Pokemon. There you go. Uh, now, will it be like that forever? Maybe not. Maybe. You never really know about this stuff, especially in app development. It goes App development goes really quickly where it's a really popular game for maybe maybe months or maybe even a year, and then all of a sudden something new comes along and it's completely left in the dust. Bye-bye. Uh, but that's how it is. Now, I'm gonna, I just decided to do a state of whatever from tech. I did yesterday's state of tech, and I'm going to do more of a state of marketing, mostly social media marketing. It's an interesting time because... We have so many social medias right now from Snapchat, we got Twitter, we got Instagram, Vine kind of, sort of, Periscope, Facebook obviously, YouTube, uh, Pinterest as well. We got so many of them and even Q&A sites like Quora and Jelly. And then you have your own mess and the messaging sites as well. You have so many things going on. And it's so hard to keep track of and to produce that content because that's the most important thing. What I'm going to be seeing, and maybe in the future, and this is future telling, is maybe we're going to have AI-controlled content where the, where the AI is telling the humans, yeah, that's not good content. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. Uh, but what I foresee is going to be a little bit more of an instant feedback and instant gratification from more users, better stuff, and just all video. It's going to it's gonna eventually be just be all video, and then it's going to be all 360 video, and then we're just going to be putting on our headsets. That's going to be the marketing of trying to make sure that you pull the pull their headsets to your uh, hub, I guess you could say. But yes, it's going to be increasingly more video centric, increasingly more live video centric, which is going to cause more problems for businesses. The reason why is because you're going to have to train people to be sure they don't say anything stupid on a live video. Because the problem is. It's live. You can say I misspoke, or you could, but it won't be true because it's live. And just in marketing and PR in general, the other big thing where it's just going to happen is that you are going to have to train people to be on their guard on the working hours, 24-7. Outside, you're going to be like, you got to watch what you say. 
Anybody can record you. Anybody can edit terribly to make you look really bad. Just be sure that you are on your best behavior as much as you can. I understand that you're human and that things happen. But that's going to be another big problem is that you're going to have to ask the higher-ups and your employees to be on your best behavior even outside of work. It is an inevitability, especially with live streaming being so popular now that you can't get away with it. Also, it's going to be more imperative for brands to have a live streaming spokesperson. This could be your CEO or it could be whatever, but you're going to have to actually now find someone that can do this and can do this well and garner a lot of people. Also, influencer marketing is going to transition over to that as well. Traditional video is still going to be preferable as just as much as live streaming, but you're going to see more of a diffusion of it. It's not just going to be Instagram only, but it's going to be Instagram, maybe a Periscope and Facebook Live uh, influencer marketing as well. It's going to happen. You're going to have to find those personalities, and a lot of personalities will probably rise up from this as well and figure out the best way to do live streaming, uh, but it's inevitable. Everybody's just going to have to deal with live streaming whether you like it or not. Figure out a way to strategize and make it part of your marketing strategy to better help yourself because that's going to be a part of social media marketing from now on. It's just not going to be the pictures, the surveys, the gifts. It's going to be all of that and more importantly, it's going to be the video because the video is what's going to grab the eyeballs. It's just going to like reach up from the, the little buttons from the side of the phone. It's just going to reach up, grab the eyeballs and pull them that way. And no person's going to be hurt from that because it's all metaphorical. Uh, but yes, that's what we're, that's what we're going to... Well, we're going to be seeing a lot. It's going to be more of that. It's not going to be just creating nice pictures. Even though that will be a part of it, it's not going to be as big anymore because there's stats that say that pictures now just don't garner as much as they used to because everybody's seen it. It's been around for a while. It's been popular for a while, and people are kind of tired of it. Uh, so video is what every social media company is going after, and that's where it's going to go now as pictures yeah pictures is still gonna be fun because all the um filters for them so the dog or the little flower headband that most girls like to wear for some odd reason i swear there's a lot of girls that it's like it, it like takes over it's like oh there's that again uh that plus live streaming that will add that as well will be another interesting thing now for advertising purposes it's going to be important to create not uh, geo filters for Snapchat, but also a way for doing uh, custom um, filters just for maybe your live streaming. Maybe your live streaming has a custom filter for your company to make sure that people see it. Maybe that will be able to make it popular. But you're going to have to do more of a branding effort to make sure that your video is branded just as much. Also, you're going to be seeing more ads in live streams. Video has announced, uh, Facebook has announced, excuse me, that they've added ads into live stream because it's Facebook and they try to find a way to, find, to put ads into everything. Uh, it'll be mid roll ads. Uh, so there's going to be that. So people are, will be able to get paid through that as well. 
Uh, but yes, live streaming is going to be the new way. I can see live blogging being a new thing, not just vlogging, but live blogging uh, should be a new thing as well. So having a branded diary of live blogging your company start, that could be an interesting thing as well. Uh, live blogging, just really small Q&A sessions, not just doing Reddit AMAs, but just live blogging it as well. Conferences are going to be live blogged. So it should be an interesting, it should be an interesting time because it's going to be a video all the time. It's just never going to stop until there's something new. It'll probably be AR or VR, I mean, uh, augmented reality or, v or virtual reality, if you don't know what AR and VR means. I was saying it and I was like, you might not actually know what that is. But AR and VR is going to be the next frontier. I think more AR, but I also think a hybrid will actually be as well. So companies are going to have to figure out what to do on there. And it's probably going to be more of a curated like enclosure of showing your product, showing intimate details in your product as well. Letting people almost try it out or at least see what it's all about before they buy it as well. But that's gonna, that's a little bit farther off. Video is the sh is the uh, shorter future of what we have to see, and that's what you're gonna have to figure out. Strategies are gonna be revolved around that. I could see uh, you can have a live live streaming or live blogging of your intern and how your intern is viewing working for your company. That could be an interesting thing as long as you treat your interns well. That could be a good thing. Um, doing a live streaming of investors relations, doing um, live streaming of product launch, uh, restaurant, new restaurant being open, uh, maybe, you know, your hundredth employee or your one millionth customer and be like, yeah, look at that. Uh, but sky's the limit. I'm just giving you kind of off ball ideas that I just had at this moment. So those are just from my head off the top of my head. But yes, live streaming is going to be the new frontier. We're gonna to have to deal with that as well. The other thing and the other big problem we're gonna to have to, marketers gonna to have to deal with is ads. Ads are not very good, let's be honest. People have been using ad blockers for quite a while and it's really popular because we are, I myself am tired of seeing ads. Even digitalcopypodcast.com has four ads and they're not anywhere in the content because I want you to see the content and make sure that, the, that you're just reading that. It might, there might be some for like another article, but it's the only thing I'll put in there. Uh, I will not put in any ads. If I do put any ads in the post, it's at the bottom because I will not, I will not break it up for you. I want you to listen or read what I'm writing or talking because you can't really listen to my writing. It's, it's a little weird. Uh, but that's going to be another problem that we're going to have to fix because it's not working. The traditional model of print ads and TV ads are not working whatsoever. There's got to be a new strategy involved with this because it's not working. People are revolting. People are not happy with this. And I know Facebook's trying to figure out a way of doing it, but it's still not the best way because it's still the same thing we're doing. We need to find a better way of doing it, and we just haven't found it quite yet. When Facebook, when social media was new, it was, ooh, social media has interesting advertising uh, models for that, but it was the same old ones, and then it's, it's kept at the same old pace. 
which hasn't changed since the internet was new, except for those less pop-ups. I think that's the only good thing. And it probably won't change until we figure out some new tech and innovations for that. Not just tracking people, but figuring out, and it might be actually more tracking as well. I'll take that back. But tracking and figuring out people's likes and dislikes, but making the ads not so intrusive is the other. It's going to be difficult, not going to lie. But that's my take on the state of social media marketing and let's get on to things that you should try out for your business this week now there's a new website that's all about geo filters for snapchat and you can buy uh different filters you can buy elegant rose rose and heart or you can do a custom snapchat filter now, this is good if you're actually going to be doing an event because this will be able for you to get your event out there plus the only people that will be able to use it is in a certain is, is in the perimeter of your event and nobody else outside, which is another great thing. Also, uh, it also builds a custom Snapchat filters, which is another great thing as well. So you can you know brand those, and hopefully people will actually use them if they're cool or not. If they're not cool, you'll know. All right, this really isn't an app or program, but it's actually kind of interesting. It is basically coffee or breakfast, including coffee, in a cup. Yes, that's right. That looks like they put it into your breakfast into a cup with coffee and milk and other things. Now, it's not cheap. It's about $37.05 monthly for 12 bottles. So that's one bottle. Of, no, it's not really one bottle a day. Now you have to get a little, like, more like 36 bottles. Uh, but that would be, if you're on a budget, that would be a good thing. What they claim is that it has 33% uh, of calories, 47% uh, of liquids of calories, and 20% of the calories is protein. Uh, and so this is where you're going to get your breakfast in a cup or in a can. It's called Coffeeist. So we'll have everything that a healthy breakfast needs all in there. And so you can get up and go like a busy marketer you are. All right. Are you having trouble like putting in those you know, analytics for your boss? Well, Sasha Bot will help you with that. Yes, it's artificial intelligence for digital ad campaigns. So you can download the template, put in different graphs, put in different um, stats for each week or each month to, and also delineate it from Twitter, from Facebook ads and all the other fun stuff that you need to report to your boss. So check it out as well. And here's a new one for more for cold calling or cold emailing. It's called Pluck where we'll be able to search through well, uh, Twitter to find the best people for you and then give a custom email for them. Uh, to be sure that it, it has a better ch uh, chance of opening up. Now, it's not cheap. It's about $250 per month for 10 active campaigns and sends up to a 1,000 emails a month. So it should be interesting if you're finding a hard time trying to get people to actually, you know, come to your site, come to your website. This could be a good thing for you. Check it out. It's called Pluck. I've put all these in the, sh in the show notes just for you, because I know you don't really like to go hunting, and I go the hunting for you, but check it out, especially if you're kind of new or trying to get your business off the ground, this could be a great thing for you to check out. Don't you think? Don't you think? 
And all right, guys, the end of Marketing Blend. Thank you for tuning in and tune in on Friday when I go through gaming. That's right. And I'm going to be playing some No Man's Skies. It's finally going to be coming out for PC. I know PS4 people played it since yesterday, but I didn't get that chance to. Thanks. Hello, games. But yes, follow Digital Coffee on Twitter at DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook at Digital Coffee Podcast, Google Plus Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube at Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram at Digital Coffee Podcast, VineDigital.Coffee, and be sure to subscribe on Twitter. I don't know, really not Twitter because I already just said that, but iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon at Digital Coffee. I'm your host, Brett Dicer, and see you on Friday. Later.